Uh, we do have Trisha Palmer on with us. She is uh, from the National Weather Service in Greenville, South Carolina, and Trish is fierce uh, working at the uh, on the forecast right now. So uh, she's been able to uh, step away for a few minutes and join us. So Trish, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for joining us. I know it's a, a crazy, uh, busy, hectic time right now there in the weather office in Greer, South Carolina. Yeah, it is, and I'm I'm sorry that I wasn't able to work out to get on the Google Hangouts with you guys, so the, the phone will have to do for now. But yeah, it is busy. We've been watching this system for the past several days, and um, it's been ramping up. So we, we're trying to figure out what we need to do as far as upgrading any advisories to warnings, and we'll be making those decisions uh, in the next hour. Everything will be out hopefully by the uh, 10 o'clock news. All right, well, we'll probably still be uh, closing up shop there, so we'll be able to give those warnings and advisories out when you make them. But Trish, let's kind of talk about this system. Uh, why uh, this is normally a typical way we see winter weather here in the Carolinas, but why is this one a little bit different? Why do you, uh, you guys expect to see snow in the Charlotte area as well as Western North Carolina? Well, we've got a really sharp upper trough moving through. It's a high amplitude, um, but a short wavelength. Um, upper trough and the upper lobe will be closing off over the southern Appalachians uh, towards the central Appalachians um, during the day tomorrow. And as it does that, to go into the geek speak, we're going to have a little bit more of a baroclinic leaf forming on the back edge of the precip. So we're going to see it actually, some of the precipitation actually pulling back into the uh, western North Carolina Piedmont during the day tomorrow. So it's going to linger a little bit longer. Um, the other thing we've been looking at is the depth of the moisture through the columns. So going up, leading up to the forecast today, what we've been watching is that the, the moisture hasn't been as deep um, in the forecast, but now it's starting to, to get a little bit deeper. So that's impacting our snow ratios. Um, we just had a report from the Morristown, Tennessee office that they had 1.1 inches of snow at 0Z, which is um, 7 o'clock Eastern time but only 0.05 liquid, which is a 22 to 1 snow-liquid ratio. Now, that should modify as it crosses the mountains, but with a 22 to 1 snow-liquid ratio, if you, if you get a tenth of an inch, you're expecting a tenth of an inch of liquid, that would be 2.2 inches of snow. So that's uh, pretty impressive. That's a, that's a very dry snow, not very good for snowballs at all. Um, so uh, go on. No, I was going to say, Trish, I am going to pull up some of the stref plumes that we've been looking at. So uh, maybe uh, you can kind of talk about that increase in moisture, what you've been talking about. I'm just going to show the visual uh, effects of that while, you're, while you continue. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. So it, it, as, as you're looking at those um, SRF plumes there, um, as you see, the, especially if you're looking at the DPROG DT, which is basically the, the change in what the model is forecasting with time, so the, the last few model runs, the most recent one on the SREF is um, 21Z, then before that was the 15Z, and so on and so forth. So you can see how the um, storm total snow, the QPF, everything has been increasing over the past few model runs. And we really started seeing this trend um, yesterday, maybe a little bit on Sunday. When we were looking at the extended uh, forecast for tomorrow, we were initially starting to look at a little bit of a it was uh, down, the forecasts were being downplayed a little bit more. It was looking a little bit drier, and then suddenly over the weekend it really started increasing the moisture. So, as you can see, with, those, uh, with the uh, increase in QPF comes the increase in snow. And now we're looking at the, the means for the upstate um, parts of the foothills uh, towards uh, three inches. And then as you go over towards the I 77 corridor, we're looking more at like four inches for the means. Now, sometimes the, the SRF QPF isn't 
always the most reliable. It's not always the best type of QPF to use. Um, but sometimes, especially this time of year with fronts in the southeast, it does a pretty good job uh, capturing more of the light QPF that might um, be originating in the uh, sloping frontal zone areas. But uh, even still, you know, it's one of those things when we see that, especially now that the NAM and the GFS, everything is start really picking up on the increase in QPF, the 0Z NAM is starting to trickle in. That's one of the things that's really causing us concern, and so we're looking at expanding our warnings. And Trish, uh, one other thing, especially for your folks in the upstate, uh, the foothills, even kind of the Asheville area, uh, some of the models were depicting a dry slot, but like you've talked about, that's really kind of filled in as the day has went on. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's always the concern is that we get a little bit of dry slot, and that seems to always happen in the western part of the Piedmont and the foothills, unless we're getting some upslope from a coastal system, but in a system like this, that's not unusual that we get that dry slotting, especially as the winds turn around from the northwest and we get a little bit of downsloping, which will dry the lower levels. Um, I know that's a lot of geek speak I've been talking here, but um, so it's, that's, that's not totally unusual, and that's usually what we expect. So seeing this, especially the way it's sort of going gangbusters now over portions of the uh, Piedmont, and then picking up into um, central North Carolina over in Raleigh's area, this is a fascinating event. It is, and I know uh, we only got to a couple more uh, minutes here because I know you have to get back and finish up the forecast. But uh, let's kind of break it down region by region for your area. Let's first talk about the upstate. What do you expect to see? Uh, then we can transition into the Asheville area and then maybe the foothills and then the Charlotte metro area. Well, our, our current forecast for the upstate that we have uh, published, as you guys can, can see, and this is from this afternoon, it's more, it's, it's about an inch. Um, but with a new QPF that we're looking at, that's going to be bumped up a little bit. I, I'm not 100% sure exactly what I'm going to be going with, but it does look like at least portions of the upstate will be enough for a warning. Um, and for the South Carolina upstate, we're looking, we look for three inches of snow to issue a, a winter storm warning. Um, for the Asheville area, the criteria is four inches of snow, um, and for right now, everything in the mountains looks like it should stay below that level. We could see some three inches, maybe a little bit more than three inches, but right now it looks like it wouldn't quite reach warning criteria. For the North Carolina Piedmont, we also have a criteria of three inches, so and we already do have the warning out for in our area, Union County, North Carolina, but all of Raleigh's area has a warning, and um, that'll be probably expanded west. Again, I'm not exactly sure how far west, but at least a little bit. Um, and then uh, for our Georgia County, uh, two inches of snow. And for right now, I don't have two inches of snow there. So it sort of depends on uh, the collaboration that I'm gonna be doing going forward with Peachtree City, with Columbia, with Raleigh, with Roanoke, um, to see exactly where we wanna uh, issue these products. And so, uh, Tricia, you're talking about collaborating with the other weather offices. Uh, you have uh, the Peachtree City office, the Raleigh office, and the Blacksburg office. How does that go about? Bring us a little bit inside of uh, what the weather office or what the weather uh, service is doing tonight behind the scenes, collaborating and getting all these watches and, and, I mean, warnings and advisories to kind of match up with each other. Sure. We have, um, with our system, AWIPS, which is the Advanced Weather Interactive Processing System, we can see um, our neighbor's grid. So we just turn on a little button and we can see everything that they've got going on. And then we have an internal chat software. So um, with the little button that we can see their grids, we can see when they were last saved and how, uh, how recently they've been updated. 
So like I might see somebody's grids that are six hours old, but then I might see somebody else's grids who are 30 minutes old. And so I know that those, the 30 minute old grids have been looked at, they've been adjusted um, based on the latest, latest guidance. Um, and like I said, we, we're gonna, we try to, especially when we're talking about metro areas like Charlotte, portions of Raleigh's area, portions of Columbia's area, and portions of our area cover the Charlotte metro. Um, so we really do try to stay in as much collaboration as possible. It can be difficult because actually Lancaster County is in Columbia's area, and that criteria there is two inches for a warning. But Mecklenburg County, um, York County, South Carolina, uh, Union North, it's three inches. So it's it, there's a little bit of a wiggle room there, and I know it gets confusing for folks in the area, but that's um, it's just sort of a, we we try to line up as much as possible, but it doesn't always work out perfectly. All right, last thing, and we'll let you get back to working. Um, a lot of our followers follow you guys on Twitter and Facebook. How can they submit snowfall reports and pictures and information to you guys at the Weather Service? At NWSGST, that's the best way to do it. They can also um, get onto our Facebook page and, and message us or post a reply with a picture, um, NWS uh, National Weather Service, Greenville, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Um, you can also go on to MPing, and I don't have the website right in front of me, but we did tweet it out earlier tonight. So MPing is a, a great way to not necessarily provide measurements, but just your precipitation type, and that lets us know, you know, how far east the snow is getting and things like that. But Twitter is probably the best. All right, last one, wrapping up here uh, for our followers who are just coming out. I'm seeing a lot of questions and stuff. Uh, they want to know about the Asheville area, the Hickory area, and the Charlotte area. So in Western North Carolina, could you give us those forecasts right now, what you guys have for the Asheville, Hickory, and Charlotte area? For Asheville, um, like I said, this my, my forecast hasn't been published yet, so I'm, I'm not 100% sure that this is what it's going to be. But it looks like it's going to range somewhere between two and three inches total. Um, very similar for Hickory. Uh, Charlotte's a little bit more up in the air. There's some guidance that's um, pushing us towards um, five and six inches, and our current forecast is a little bit lower than that, um, more like two inches. So somewhere between those numbers, probably. I know that's, right. not a, that's not very much help, and it's not as specific as you'd probably like, but I would rather make sure our neighbors are happy with everything first. That's okay. We appreciate your time, Trish. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us, and uh, we'll make sure to uh, tweet out and put the in pink stuff up on our website and our social media accounts and we'll uh, share the uh, pictures and stuff with you guys. Good luck tonight. Uh, I know that you uh, are feverishly working around. So uh, we, we wish you the best of luck and uh, I know you're about ready for this event to end. <laughs> yeah, we are. All right, Trish. Thank you so much. Have a great night. All right. Thanks. You guys too.